afternoon, good morning. This is Mark Johnson, the CEO of Loyalty360. Hope everyone's happy, safe, and healthy today. Uh, welcome back to another edition of Loyalty Live. In this series, we talk to the leaders in customer channel and brand loyalty about the technology, trends, and best practices that impact a brand's ability to drive unique experiences and engagement. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Clay Waltonhouse. Clay is the Managing Director of Integrated Loyalty Solutions at PK. One of the smartest guys in the business, and I consider him a good friend. It's always a pleasure to talk with him. Uh, we get into some great debates periodically, but uh, I have a great respect for Clay and looking forward to the discussion today for sure. Thanks, Mark. Happy to be here. How are you today, Clay? I'm well, all things considered. I'm excited to be here. Excited to chat. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, kind of your role with the company, and you know a little bit about PK as well for those who may not be familiar? Sure. Yeah. So um, a little bit about myself first, you know, I've been working in the uh, customer loyalty and retention space for as a specialized area uh, professionally in a consulting capacity for a bit more than a a decade now um, and really helped build a services business in this space um, a number of years ago. Um, my background is really in, you know, marketing and sales strategy focused more on, uh, consumer and, uh, B2B industries, uh, working across different verticals. Um, so PK, the, the firm that I work for and have helped grow our practice in this space, uh, is really a digital experience engineering firm. So we span uh, a number of key capability areas, including strategy and design work, all the way through digital experience, uh, engineering, and platform work, really supporting clients in an end-to-end capacity. Okay, great. Uh, can you share us a, f- a fun fact? We always like to get to know uh, our speakers a little uh, better, a little deeper, a little differently. Uh, something that uh, people may not know about you. Sure. Um, well, I'm an avid sailor, um, and specifically uh, blue water ocean sailing. Um, so I think one fun fact is a few years ago, I had the, the pleasure of uh, racing from the West Coast uh, up in Canada to Hawaii. Uh, so that was a pretty fun experience and certainly a big part of what I do when I'm not working, try to get out on the water as much as I can. Well, that's awesome. That's, that's good to know. It's, uh, you're in a good location for that too, as well. Yes, uh, yeah. uh, us landlocked in Ohio can't do that. So uh, <laughs> it's good to hear that you can. Right. So you talked a little about your uh, organization, PK. Obviously, you guys do some great work, Heritage and Lenati. Can you talk about uh, you know some of the industry you work with and kind of some of the challenges that you, you help industries with? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I think if I were to draw one common thread across the work that we do and, and that we specialize in. I think, you know, it's really that we think of ourselves as being experts in the moments that matter. And that's just a simple way of saying, you know, that we specialize in customer focused, customer centric uh, solutions for brands. And part of our job is really to be the voice of the customer or that the advocate really helping provide kind of that outside in perspective back to companies and helping them better understand their audience and develop experiences and strategy that adds value and, and builds meaningful um, connection with the brand. Um, so we do that across a variety of different industries. Um, you know, our primary focus areas are really retail and consumer, uh, including CPG, 
um, telecom and media, which you know really includes entertainment as well. Um, and then in consumer tech, uh, B2B technology, uh, and then lastly in healthcare, actually, which has seen a major uh, transformation, of course, you know, as they have focused on becoming more consumer centric, if you will. So, you know, I think that the broad theme across all those industries is really the idea of, of direct-to-consumer relationships, right? If you were to take that idea um, and apply it to any one of those verticals, you know, our specialization is really helping to kind of evolve those business models and involve the experience that those brands offer their end, end consumer um, to improve loyalty. Absolutely. You know, one of the things we'd love to ask is uh, how people define certain terms. Obviously, customer loyalty is uh, pretty much in vogue now, uh, getting more and more traction, as, as, as uh, you and I both know. Can you uh, help us uh, and can tell us your definition of customer loyalty, what it means to, to PK, but also, you know, what does it mean to the clients that you're working with as well? Yeah, I, I always like this question because it gets a little bit into uh, the behavioral science, uh, which is a big part of my passion and why I'm drawn to this space. So, you know, for us, I think this is a central part of how we, how we think and how we support clients. For us, you know, loyalty is an outcome, right? Loyalty is a state of relationship uh, between a brand or a company and a customer. And it's, it's multidimensional, obviously, as most people understand these days. There are behavioral aspects that are obviously uh, typically very rationally informed with consumers and customers. And there are emotional aspects, um, affinity, brand preference, um, perception. And our job is really to unpack those drivers of those behavioral and emotional outcomes using research and data science to really help brands understand those drivers at a very fundamental level such that they can develop effective strategy to influence those drivers. And the strategies could be you know, experiences, they could be traditional loyalty marketing uh, strategies and, and, and tactics, including loyalty programs. Uh, but they could also be thinking more, um, you know, open-ended about how to evolve a product or service offering or a business model um, to add more value in customers' lives. So for us, you know, we really start with that more uh, human sciences-based um, understanding and definition of loyalty as an outcome and everything really flows from there in terms of the work that we do with a particular brand. Okay. Excellent. Uh, obviously I'm a big fan of behavioral science. We just interviewed Tom Nichols uh, last week, the death of expertise. Great uh, interview. The podcast should be out hopefully this week. Talking to BJ Fogg later this week as well. So same kind of affinity. I think there's a great opportunity in this industry to know more about behavioral science, but it's obviously very arcane, very complex. Uh, the books, uh, like you, I, I read them, consistently listen to them. They all kind of build on one another, but there's a great opportunity to to, to really help brands in, in that regard. What are some of the challenges brands uh, do? They, it, it, understanding behavioral uh, psychology, behavioral economics is very difficult. What are some of the challenges that brands have around that? Is it is it just too complex? Is it, it not within their wheelhouse interests? Because it is very applicable, correct? Yeah. You know, honestly, I... I um I hesitate with this answer because it feels a little obvious and simplistic, but I think the number one barrier actually is the organization itself. So, you know, I think in many ways, organizations continue to struggle with, um, 
we always use the term kind of going to market with your org chart. And what I mean by that is, you know, organizations since the industrial era, you know, have been organized in functional disciplines, right? That are really focused on output and productivity. And organizations are engineered to produce these outputs in these functional areas. And they're not necessarily engineered around deeply understanding and orienting toward the end customer. Right. And so the reality is we're still struggling with that today, right? For example, take loyalty marketing as a very obvious example of this, where you know people think uh, about loyalty through the lens of loyalty marketing as a loyalty program, which inherently leads them to think within a certain box about loyalty as an outcome. And, you know, I think that creates challenges, right? Because as you start to recognize that loyalty is influenced by experience, it's influenced by the perception of value, it's influenced by, you know, social factors, it's influenced by macroeconomic factors, competitive factors, all these things are important in understanding loyalty as an outcome. And yet organizations, you know, are structured in these, these discipline silos um, so loyalty leaders are, are regularly facing the challenge of trying to change how organizations organize and execute against loyalty, right? Creating new, um, new ways of structuring an organization that are more customer centric, right? Um, breaking down organizational silos, um, standing up cross-functional governance uh, models that are supposed to be more cu customer focused. And I think that those things are really just um, starting to catch traction at scale. And so that's probably the number one thing that I see still holding organizations back is that, you know, we execute uh, through the lens of how we're organized. Absolutely. Okay. That makes, that's makes perfect sense. Uh, you know, when you look at some of the challenges with regard to customer loyalty, the customer experience, you know, what are some of the biggest challenges you see right now, especially during COVID-19? Uh, I think it maybe even kind of a tally on to, you know, people are just so focused maybe on their day-to-day -day operation, right? That functional output of truly kind of understanding what may drop next could be a big piece of that, correct? I mean, what are some of the biggest challenges you're seeing with regard to customer experience? Customer yeah, experience? well, you know, it's, it's um, candidly, I think there's a lot of talk about this right now, right? There's a lot of um, thought pieces and articles flying around uh, the internet and our social media channels about, you know, for example, we've been doing a lot of work in what we call contactless engagement, right? Which is the recognition that in a world where, you know, physical touch poses a risk in a global pandemic, how do brands who have traditionally had physical interaction points, how do they take those interactions contactless, right? And that that is a fundamental, you know, COVID-inspired shift, though I would argue that much of that is actually accelerating themes that already existed in the market, right, around digitizing and integrating digital technology into physical environments, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but, you know, I think that the biggest thing is there's been a massive disruption just uh, in the mindset across industries around how to stay relevant and how to stay top of mind in the context of this pandemic, you know, ridden world, right? Where, you know, even native digital brands now have to think differently, whether you're a Netflix or a Disney Plus, right? For example, viewing patterns may have shifted given people are home more frequently, or at least there's an opportunity to engage people more, you know, given that they're home more frequently. 
And so even if you had the advantage of being kind of digitally native and not having as many physical experiences, there's still been a massive, you know, um, imperative to shift strategy for the moment uh, and find a way to stay top of mind for consumers, you know, in a purely digital um, engagement model. Absolutely. What are a brand or two that you're most loyal to and why? Good question. Um, you know, I, I love REI. Uh, it's, uh, it's uh, you know, for those of you who maybe don't know it as well, um, you know, it's a mid-sized retailer that specializes in outdoor, um, outdoor activities, outdoor equipment. Um, and I'm a bit biased because I have worked with them over the years, uh, but my bias and my loyalty to them as a, as a customer comes more from the standpoint that they truly understand and were predicated from the beginning as a co-op upon the idea that they add value to their customers beyond just selling a product. And if you followed them at all over the last few years, you know, they've done some things to really double down on that in meaningful, tangible ways for their members, right? Because as a, as a co-op many of their customers are members Um, and those things include education, uh, travel services, guide services. Um, they've really doubled down on content that's value added, uh, both from the perspective of, um, how to find the right gear for the activities you're doing as an outdoor enthusiast, but also from the perspective of inspiring, you know, the lifestyle of being active and getting outdoors and, um, uh, and opting outside, as they became famous for saying a few years ago. Um, and so I'm, I'm passionate about them as a brand. I'm loyal to them as a brand because I appreciate the fact that they understand that they need to be more than just a product retailer and that the real meaningful way they add value to customers' lives is by adding expertise, advice, content, um, you know, uh, in all those different forms. Absolutely. Yep. We've talked about this a number of times. COVID-19 has obviously made significant impacts on kind of the brand's marketing strategies this year and obviously going forward as well. What are your clients asking of you today that they may not have been asking of you, you know, 12 months ago or last year at this time or even earlier this year? I mean, what are they asking of you and, and how are you helping them? Yeah, well, I think there's maybe two two part answer there. One is um, around the, the, the functional nuances of just as a services firm, right. As a consultant, you know, working with brands in this environment has caused us to lean into different ways of working, um, that both play well in a purely virtual, purely digital, um, model, right. So just in terms of things like this, having a a virtual meeting like we're having right now, really developing tools for things like, for example, virtual design workshops and virtual, um, you know, on our technology team, backlog grooming uh, in a virtual format. You know, there are things that we've been able to apply agile methodologies and, and new digital tools to help just our working process improve so that when we're engaging clients, we can do so in a productive fashion that reflects the need of the moment, right? And so those have just been some fundamental changes to our own processes and methods. Um, Similarly, we've also, um, you know, adopted a more, what I would maybe describe as a more um, 
urgent working model uh, for the needs of the moment. And what that ends up looking like is, you know, much more uh, design sprint and, and agile led um, consulting models where we are driving things to market a lot faster, recognizing that in this moment, um, what might be our more traditional uh, methodology driven linear process um, candidly often takes longer if you want to do a bunch of data science work or a bunch of research work, right, before committing to a strategy. And now, um, though we've always had this, this uh, in our toolkit, we're leaning much more into as the primary working model, you know, an agile and iterative and, um, you know, market test driven methodology to help clients move faster and see what can move the needle and help them adapt to the COVID environment a lot more quickly. Because the reality is they don't have months to wait to start to show up differently and change the way their own customers think about them. Okay, absolutely. You know, we, you talked about kind of the, some of the functional challenges and obviously just kind of trying to deal with the stress of uh, the disruption, the constant disruption, right? Um, you know, what's a piece of advice you would share with brands who are looking to enhance their customer loyalty efforts or their customer loyalty strategies? Are there a couple simple things that they can do that they may not be considering right now in the, you know, the age of COVID-19 that could truly help them? Yeah, I mean, I think there are a couple things that we've um, been a part of driving and also observed in the market that um, I think are working, right? And so, you know, one is this broad idea of, um, of, you know, thinking differently about engagement in the context of COVID. And so what I mean by that is, you know, if you, if you take a traditional retailer, just as a simple example, you know, many, many retailers have really been focused. Um, and if you think about their kind of experience strategy, much of it has been focused on the physical retail environment, right? right. Where the, the store experience conveys a lot about the brand and the service model in store, um, provides an opportunity to engage with the brand in a way that, you know, uh, extends beyond just the product itself. <clears throat> and I think in the COVID environment, one challenge brands face is how do you take that same um, end goal, right, of enriching the customer experience and translate that to a purely digital world? And so I'm not talking only about improving a website or improving a mobile app. I'm also talking about the idea of programming, right? And, and thinking about how to digitize events. Uh, an example of this is, and I'll stick with the um, kind of the uh, outdoor theme here just for the sake of a single thread, but uh, Arcteryx, right, which is a brand uh, that produces high-end um, outdoor apparel, you know, uh, is doing digital climbing courses as an example, right? So these are courses that they might otherwise be doing physically out in the real world you know, as part of their community engagement, community outreach strategy. But in a COVID landscape, they're taking those online, right? So they are starting to do digital programming that might look and feel a lot like a different kind of business altogether, but they have the imperative to stay top of mind and continue to add value even when people aren't going to stores, right? So I think that's a broad theme that applies across all industries, really, which is, you know, how to think differently around programming, uh, digital content, and even events, um, entertainment, as the idea of keeping people engaged and keeping people likely to uh, repurchase candidly. Absolutely. It, 
one of the questions we'd like to ask uh, is kind of our CMO challenge question. Uh, and if you could ask a question of a competitor, uh, a client, a brand, or a series of customers, anything about customer loyalty, what would that question be? Hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I think there are probably maybe a two-part question I always like to ask that um, will reveal the level of sophistication in an organization. Um, is there a broadly adopted definition for loyalty in your company? And if so, how do you measure it? And usually I find the answer to that is no, and therefore no. <laughs> uh, you know, maybe the loyalty team has a definition for it, uh, but it may not even be broadly understood or documented in any kind of way. It may not really be serving effectively as a North Star. You know, you still find a lot of companies using MPS, you know, as their answer to that question. And it's right. not to say MPS is bad. It's just to say, um, I think MPS leaves a lot else to be understood about uh, what drives loyalty. Yes. So, I, you know, I think that's a fundamental and very simple way of asking organizations, you know, where do you stand on this journey to really being customer centric and understanding loyalty in a mature way? So that's interesting. You know, we talked earlier when we asked you what customer loyalty means to you and your organization. It, it's imperative, right? We just had a couple of interviews say we talked to Convox and we talked to uh, Shell about their customer loyalty efforts. And we always ask that question. It's so fundamental uh, to understanding. Right. And and we ask about kind of socialization, socialization efforts. You know, so how, how do we fix that? Right. It, 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 that, that there is obviously going to be kind of a dichotomy of uh, definitions for from a connotative and denotative perspective for customer loyalty, but not having that internally. You're right. Those who have that definition, those who focus on it in their earnings reports or how they do training or how they even socialize it internally are the ones that seem to have kind of a, uh, a more comprehensive approach and just kind of a, a respect and regard for customer loyalty, correct? Right. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, for me, the... Um the connective tissue there, if you will, and, and a lot of the work that we've done over the years has been, you know, if you think of it as an architecture, right? And at the top level, there is a definition of what loyalty means in a measurable sense for the organization. And that's sort of the North Star. That's the top level of the architecture. Each functional discipline needs to understand and they need to have measurable KPIs that empirically tie to that loyalty measure. Right. So if I am customer care, right, I need to have KPIs that are known to ladder up to that loyalty outcome. Right. If I'm a digital team, I need to have the same. If I am a, a product team, I need to have the same. Right. And so um, all of that, I think, is part of um, going beyond just socialization. It's ensuring that organizations are actually aligned through measurable outcomes and that that drives the right behavior uh, within the company around priorities and cross-functional uh, partnership and collaboration. Absolutely. Um, if you look five years down the road, uh, you know, how do you think customer loyalty program strategy or customer experience revolved? You know, uh, getting rid of cookies in 2022 on, you know, on Chrome. Uh, obviously, Apple came out last week with some new restrictions on their, their audience network and how they're going to share with other platforms. You know, yeah. How do you see customer loyalty going forward? Is it going to be more important or less important? Or, you know, how, how what's, what's the future look like? Right. Well, I mean, I think at the end of the day, given the conversation we've had, you know, around loyalty as an outcome, 
not necessarily loyalty as a program execution inherently, right? Um, the reality is brands will always need to understand what influences loyalty in their customer base and find a way to effectively grow that loyalty, even with the shifting landscape around data privacy and, and, and whatnot. Um, and so I think that the way that it will evolve, evolve, and I would argue that this is already happening, and a lot of the work that we've done in the last couple of years is driving directly toward this, you know, one very simple way to think about this is what does it look like to engage with the brand in a logged in state everywhere I engage? So whether that's online, on a, on a website, in a mobile app, in a physical environment, and regardless of the industry, you know, membership, brand membership is the way that we like to think about it. Um, you know, many people would think of loyalty program as the traditional kind of frame of reference for this, but we like to think about it more broadly as membership, um, given that there's a lot of things you can include as a, as a member value prop. Um, but if you have an effective membership strategy and a membership program that really offers meaningful value to the members, people have an incentive to be logged in. If they are logged in, you don't have to worry about some of these other data regulation challenges um, because they're opting in to be known and to be recognized. And there's a reason for them to do that um, uh, because they recognize the value in it. And so I think that that is a big part of where the space is going is um, you know, taking that simple idea and defining what it means for a given brand, given who they are, and uh, who their customers are. Absolutely. Um, the second last question we have, you know, what can we do at Loyalty 360 as a trade association for the industry uh, to kind of to help those who are focused on customer loyalty, customer experience in, in their journeys? What, what do you think we can do to help in that regard? I think you. I think you guys do a lot of uh, good things today, right? In terms of connecting brands and and um, you know creating. I always think of it as a community of practitioners, right? Um, you know, we've we've facilitated loyalty roundtables with executives over the years, and I've always found that um, just having a active community of practitioners that can bounce ideas around and share challenges and and talk about. Um, you know, new ways of thinking is incredibly valuable. Um, you know, I also think that, you know, to some degree, um, you know, this is a, a space that is evolving, right? And so, yeah, you have the advantage as a as a um, industry association of of seeing the space evolve from a service provider standpoint. You know, working with um, firms like PK, uh, like ourselves. And so I think it is a major value add that you offer to brands as well in terms of keeping a pulse on, on that landscape and helping connect brands to, to leaders um, who are changing, um, changing the way of working. Absolutely. Yeah, that's great. Great to hear. And I think that's, that's uh, what our goal is really to be with that community of, of you know, getting to talk to very smart people like you and bring some clarity to the market because I think there's some uh, organizations out there that don't have the prescience and just uh, you know the chops that you guys have to truly drive that measurable change them in the program and the, and the markers are looking for that right they're looking for simplicity because they're so bogged down in the day-to-day -day functional uh capacity right. you mentioned before that they need help in a lot of uh, right. in situations um so i think it's great uh lastly any questions for us anything that you would uh have top mind for us oh boy um 
you know, no, I, I stay, I stay uh, up to date on, on things going on in the loyalty 360 world. So um, I think I'm really, up, you know, relatively up to speed on that. So no questions for you guys now. All right. Great. Well, Clay, it was uh, great talking to you as well. It was great uh, learning about your sailing uh, uh, passion. It was great to hear at, uh, it uh, sounds interesting and maybe someday we'll come out there and kind of sail around the bay with you. That'd be there fun to go. do. There All right. Go. Sounds great. All right. All right great. Thank you very much. And thanks for everyone for listening today and uh, uh, look forward to having you back soon.